morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Cock with Jim and James. You know, James, before you bring in our guests, I just say I'm really excited for this one. This is, I believe, our third episode in the Kickstart Your Culture series. And the reason I like this series is because how much I get to learn from these. It's almost like in reverse when we do an LNG or CNG and you sit over there and say, you know, while you guys geek out about this. But when we have, you know, two people that are so passionate about this uh this topic and discussion and, and making it a reality, it does excite me. So, uh, James, how are you today? I haven't really even said hi to you today yet. Yeah, we've been running in two different directions. We have been. In a good way, traveling the globe, spreading the word, you know? spreading the gospel. Uh, Jimmy, I'm pumped to be here today. And again, we're kickstarting your culture, a series that we kicked off really off of a speaking topic that that I kind of put together a few years, well, 18 months ago or so yep. to um, really help folks get activated out there, get get really into looking at their culture, figuring out what's going on. And I've been blessed to be able to, to uh, speak that uh, into existence out there in the world. And uh, I just got done at uh, Oklahoma Gas Association there on the general session uh, with this same topic. And I tell you, I've spoken a lot in our industry, but this topic resonates with everybody. I've never seen so many head nods. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your role is. Guess what? Everybody has a culture, whether you're working on it or not. And I get so many people coming up to me afterwards and reaching out afterwards to talk, or they'll come back the next day and say, well, you were quite the topic at dinner last night, <laughs> which is funny. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. Today, we are talking about being real and vulnerable. And we have an expert today. Second time guest, Ashley Knight, who we, we befriended. I mean, now, what was that? It was probably 18 months ago, a year ago. At it's been a while. Wasn't Some things have happened. Yeah, have happened. a lot, lot of things have happened. <laughs> we did. We befriended her there when we won the award. And yeah. we had Ashley on the show. And uh, honestly, we geeked out about culture. And yeah. uh, I said, hey, we're going to put together this series and we're going to have you back and look at it. We did it, Ashley. We did it. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Um, yeah, a lot has changed since we um, were together. And so it's great to be back together um even in this in this continuing this vir- these virtual conversations together so we're gonna, thank we're you gonna have me. to we're gonna have to do this in person uh, ashley uh in full disclosure when i emailed ashley about this uh she was i mean lightning fast yes i'm in didn't even i didn't even know the topic she was just i'm in it's culture i'm in uh yeah. so she was the first to respond um ashley for those that maybe uh didn't watch your episode we won't judge you, but uh, will you do us a favor and just uh, bring everybody along uh, what your role is and who you're with? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, so again, I'm Ashley Knight um, with Southern Star Central Gas Pipeline, I'm the vice president of human resources and been here for, my goodness, about three and a half years. Um, and so thanks for, for having having me. It has been um, a great time in our industry over the last um, few years. And then 
you know, we all know what the world um, has been doing over the last couple of years. So it has been the, the highlight of my career from an HR perspective um, to be to be We've a part of the mission. All of our tools. Um, yes. And all make up of, some and new, new ones. ones. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I'm so proud of Jim today because Jim has not made one HR joke yet. Like, oh, nor- normally... Normally, he would have said, you know, I think in the last one, you know, when I see a meeting with a VP of HR. I, it, it was so proud of it. I'm so proud. And I bit my tongue because, James, this is a, you know. It's a treat today. It's a treat. Ashley, thanks again for joining us. I'm going to jump right in because uh, we're here for a reason today. We're talking about being real and vulnerable. Um, and I'll be honest, when when I kind of put this together, um, this particular portion about being real and vulnerable. And I thought about the first times I heard this in a business setting, right? And uh, I really, I thought about it this morning and I go back to a book that one of, I really is one of my, one of my books. I mean, my books and business is Good to Great by Jim Collins, which I'm sure a lot of people do, of course, right? Of course yeah. it is. What else do you like, Seven Habits? Uh, you know, it's just so basic, right? But in that, he talked about facing the brutal facts. And there's a, a chunk about that. And I didn't pull it. And I won't read it verbatim or anything. I'll go poorly off my memory. But when I first heard that, it was talking about, you know, these great teams had the ability to get in a room and face the brutal facts. And sometimes those were tough conversations. And, um, but they were able to do that again and again and again. And to me, that was the first time I had really heard about, because when he talks about those conversations, those brutal facts conversations, he talked about how the walls finally come down and, and you are vulnerable. And, and now looking back, I realized that that was really the first time I had heard about it and I had gotten indoctrinated in it. And I remember that stuck, I mean, really one of my books, probably the, one that changed me and made me want to read everything was this book. And so actually I wanted, I was anxious to ask you kind of similarly, what, what kind of lit that fire of vulnerability, you know, for you? Yeah. Um, man, that's a, that's a big question. I'm like you, I've got my, my big know, bookshelf right? um, behind me too. And, and now I'm leaning more into um, my, my morning podcast. Um, but to your point, it's, um, you know, yes, Jim Collins um, was obviously well ahead of his times in what we needed um, to be talking about today. But for me, you know, it was, I had unfortunately worked for a lot of organizations early in my career where it was from, a, especially from an HR and a culture perspective. And I think we talked about this the last episode, you know, leave your luggage, leave your bags mm-hmm. at the door, cut off life. Baggage claim. And come yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, you know, it's unfortunate to talk about vulnerability. I don't know that I subscribed to the vulnerability, um, the value of vulnerability until um, my sister Brene Brown threw it down. And um, that is, that is when it felt like there was space um, and almost, you know, it was that permission was granted Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, bring bring it back, bring it in. Ashley, I think I needed somebody to curse at me, you know, in a book (laughs) (laughs) for it to hit me. I'm like, okay, I'm listening now, Brene. No, I'm, it is. She isn't. 
she has changed a lot of us. So we've done book studies within our groups, um, several. Um, I've got Atlas to the Heart. I'm, I don't know. I just keep going back. That's like the best reference book ever. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've got through that one. Dare to Lead is a book study we do internally now uh, with groups. And that one, man, you talk about boo-hooing with your friends. We've got some book. stuff There's some in there. Un unbelievable lessons. Especially. Why Brene Brown, Ashley? Why Brene Brown for you? You know, I think it was as a, um, she talked a lot about, um, you know, and I, I'll, I'll lean into just being a woman in the space um, for a minute. I think it's tough um, coming in sometimes whenever you're, you're, you're moving through leadership or you're in a new industry, especially, especially a very male dominated industry. Um, sometimes you feel the need to put, to, to, you know, be a man, show up that way, be hard, um, no emotions, no feelings. And, um, and, and that's the way. And unfortunately, you know, that's, that was almost kind of the, the unwritten rule, the secret that was whispered in your ear, um, you know, 15 years that, ago. coming That up. handshake better be tough. Yep. Yep. Perfect. All of those things. And, you know, heaven forbid that you need to, you know, walk away to answer a call from, um, from someone being, whether you're the, you know, the assumed to be the primary caregiver in your family, mm -hmm. um, man, that what you, you push those things way down, um, mm -hmm. because it was almost a, a component of, of weakness, um, or priority, right. That your priority is not at work and we need everybody 100% focused here and family and life, is um yeah. is pushed down and I, that was I, that was the root of um, corporate culture in america for yeah. a long time i remember being in a meeting i'm not disclosing anything uh i remember being in a meeting one time at a company and um someone had a situation come up you could tell i mean they just changed they were you know texting and i just slid over and was like just head out you know like no big deal to slide out and they left and the next morning well i'm sorry that later that day they reached out and they were apologizing about just profusely about and i'm so sorry and i understand you you know kicking me out of the meeting or whatever and i was like no no I wasn't kicking you out of the meeting like you're not in trouble you were obviously needing to do something you weren't in the meeting i mean yeah we yeah. need you present go take care of your business. Nobody's upset. Like things happen. And I remember that person just looking at me because I think for them, that might've been the first time they'd ever heard that. But actually we grew up. I mean, I grew up in an industry, not even this one period um, in the workforce, hearing those same things of leave it at the door. And, you know, you definitely didn't cry in baseball, you know, if I can jump in, I, I sometimes we don't see it. And James, I'm thinking about back to uh, a time where you did that to me, actually. You may not remember this, but I was having some no challenges on the phone. And you're like, hey, man, just go take I sent him back to Florida one time. You know, I, and I was like, no, I got it handled. You're like, no, you're you're all over the board. Go do your stuff. And it's hard. It was hard for me because I'm like, no, I need to, you know, yep. compartmentalize it. This. Yep, and it's absolutely. difficult, but it, it takes courage and friendships and i use those very emphatically in this case to listen to people and to take that time to let it register and to go do your stuff so you can do your things at work and yeah. what 20 minutes made a big difference james 
Well, and if it's when it's hard and I've, you know, I think we sounds like we've all had those similar instances. And for me, as I can be very stubborn. Um, and what, this is the first came, we're hearing of this. We <laughs> know Ashley well enough to know that she's always seemed nice to us. <laughs> Whenever um, I had to put myself in a different um, in a different lens and realize that me not recognizing that I need to walk away or I, I need to take this time and be unplugged, that that was creating its own level of toxicity, toxicity for my team. Um, Because me not doing it wasn't allowing them comfort and courage to do what they needed to do. And man, once that hit me and it hit me hard um, one time and I'll never forget it. And I thank that person for having the courage to say, Hey, I know you have a lot of capacity, Ashley, and you feel like you can do this and you feel like you need to, but it actually is, incredibly intimidating and it, it, it doesn't make me feel comfortable when mm-hmm. I can't do it to feel like, Hey, you know, I what, need to tap out what for precedence bit. are you setting? Right. And, and that's one of the other point and it'll be an episode in itself, but is being the example, right. Holding the door. Sometimes yeah. that's not holding the door, right. And Absolutely. when you're not your best and stepping back and saying, I need a minute so that your people feel comfortable saying, Hey, I need to step back, need a minute. Um, I I don't remember if we talked about this the last time we were together, but I'll bring it up again. I think a good example I've recently done and continue to do with my teams is make sure they understand when I send things after hours. Like, it's just that I'm like thinking of something, right? It's a respect thing, not that they have to do it at that moment. Yeah. Um, just that reminder or that I'm working at four in the morning is because I'm an insomniac, not because I expect anyone else. Right. Like those little moments of just being okay. Love it. Um, well, we, we talk a little bit about it, but I think in, in the nature of today's episode and being vulnerable, let's be vulnerable, Jimmy. Um, we talk about building cultures, you know, for folks, but we are also those folks, you know, myself, you, yeah. Ashley, Jim, we're, we're on the other side of that culture, living it and an active participant in it. Um, and I wonder, is there any moments that stick out, you know, personally for each of you that maybe where maybe now looking back, you could have been more vulnerable or, or here recently, now that we're more educated and more conscious of vulnerability, where you've been on that other side. And being vulnerable has turned out not so bad. Because it's hard, right? I, it's hard. Brene Brown says it's awkward for eight seconds, right? Um, it feels a lot more like a lot longer than eight seconds uh, sometimes, <laughs> especially when you're getting started in vulnerability. Jimmy, do you have any moments or thoughts or anyone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, this, is, this is really good, and I'll open it up right here. And, and my biggest concern is not walking the talk. And what I mean by that is I, I'll look back to my past days, like when I was CEO, and I would emphatically look to people in my organization that looked like they needed help and encourage them to do that, you know, encourage them to, you know, step outside, take the phone call, do whatever you need to do, your family comes first, you know, all those type of things. Yet, I wasn't doing what I was talking. And yeah, so, sure. and, I, and I think back at that and I, I think to myself that as a leader at that time and as a leader now, 
if I'm not walking the talk, people really aren't buying into it. They're like, oh, he's telling me to go outside, but he never does it. He doesn't do that. He does, you know, he leaves it at the door. And I think it's, and it's hard. It doesn't matter who you are at what, what area you're working in and, or what your role is or whatever. Sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable because you think that's a weakness or you perceive that as a, a fault or something like that. And, you know, that's a mindset that not everybody has, but some of us do have. And that's that's a challenge for me. And again, it's more realization and, you know, letting your true self come through is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. If, if that makes it all sense. I've had to hang out with Jimmy a lot <laughs> the last three years. Oh, God, uh, no. It's basically been our job. And I will say I've seen so much growth in Jim Shower. In, the, in that respect, we've, I mean, we've been kind of a support group for each other, you know, and, yeah. and we've seen each other at our worst and, and best. And uh, yep. I can say I've seen considerable growth in you, Jimmy. Thank you. I appreciate Look at that. Look at us. Yes. Somebody have a tissue. I think I'm getting a little misty. <sighs> All right. Ashley, how about you? Any um, moments? There's. There have been a lot of moments. Um, I'll say there's there was a pretty big one for me in the last couple of years, though. Um, you know, and, I, and I, one day this, I hope that this pandemic and this life change that we're in mm -hmm. is, is more behind us. Um, but the truth is, is that we're still in the thick of it and we're still trying to, to figure it out. And so for me, it was, you know, I remember the day that we went home and we, you know, everybody went home and um, from an HR perspective, it was, it was incredibly um, heavy whenever you're dealing with the, with the true safety and health of the yeah. organization. And, um, you know, for me, it was those long, you know, days that this, I never saw the sun come up or the sun go down. It was at the dining room table, um, you know, constant. And it was the grind, you know, and my children, my husband, all of those things. Um, you know, I would, I would, unfortunately, I would be, I'm embarrassed to say how many hours I would actually see them in those weeks um, and months actually at the beginning of the, of the pandemic um, because of where the attention needed to lie. And then as things started to open up, um, you know, I was pretty proud to be able to say, hey, I'm at the soccer field and I've got my laptop. And so I'm doing it all. And this is how you do it all, um, team. And I was I thought that that was great. I thought that that was a great way for me to demonstrate, um, you know, the blend of it all. And and I spent probably at least at least a year, um, you know, at the on the sidelines with, you know, it's, you know, checking out to get to my daughter's practice that I never would have done or been able to do when I was in the office. Um, and then um, something pretty incredible happened um, that really had to kind of give me a bigger pause than I was prepared for. Um, I, we brought our third daughter into the world um, earlier this year. And so um, for me, it was, um, thank you. It was, um, it was a moment I had to, you know, I knew that I knew that I wanted to unplug and, and spend, spend those months with her. And I had an incredible team who was, you know, more than prepared to take the torch and, uh, and carry on what needed to be done for Southern star. Um, but it wasn't until I came back from that, you know, 12 weeks of, um, of stepping away that, um, you know, a few months later, I had someone on my team say, you, you're different and we feel it. Um, and it's because 
I was, I, it, unfortunately it took three months of me completely stepping away from the business for me to realize that doing both, you know, I'm not doing good. I'm not being good at anything. I'm not being a, you know, I'm not being there for my daughter when she scores and I was sending that email and it's like that, that's almost just as bad as not being there at all. And then I'm distracted with doing what I need to do to put out my best um, output at work. So it wasn't until I was able to say, Hey, I'm not going to be available um, for the next couple of hours because, you know, I'm going to step away and be, you know, at the, at the gymnastics meet, I'm probably not going to be checking my phone. It was whenever I really started to make those cuts and separated and said, Hey, I'm not going to be available, which I've never said um, in my life. And, um, and I didn't realize until someone on my team said that you just saying it that way, um, gave me permission to feel like now I can step away and talk about the emotion. I mean, that hit me and the guilt hit me of, um, you know, that, that my actions or what I thought was an act of vulnerability and saying, you know, we can do it all. We can be, be there. We can be here. Um, but that's selfish of us as well, that we can't, um, allow people, part of the culture shift has to be, you know, James, I've got to be able to also support you in being, you know, the best father that you can be being an incredible husband. And what does that look like? It doesn't mean that we've still got a little piece um, of your attention here. That's not fair either. And so it's finding ways and demonstrating that you blending it all is wearing our people out. Um, and it's not just, it's, it's a, it's a culture shift that's happening across the, across the country where we're, we're mistaking that that's the answer. Um, when Mm -hmm. instead it's contributing to having the most overworked feelings and mental health issues that we've ever had in, in the wake of, 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 of the, of the country. Um, that's, I think that is the root of a lot of it. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That's why you're here. Yes, that is. Let me just add into that one thing that I've learned a little tip and trick, you know, out of office, I'm looking at the screen over there that I would typically use in years past for a vacation. I've now become accustomed to maybe using a little bit more like, hey, I'm out for the next three hours. I'll get back to you. For the people who are receiving it, they're probably like, yeah, no big deal. But for me mentally, knowing that I'm telling people I'm out of pocket for a few hours helps me so much more where I can concentrate on what I'm doing. And then when I get back, I can fully concentrate on them that I don't have that anxiety or that angst of, you know, looking at this thing all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Look at (laughs) y'all. Now I feel obligated. What do you think? I got to make up a story. You got to give us a story. No, I'm up. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to what I think is a, you know, a positive moment for me and vulnerability. Uh, Cause I, I kind of worked on, I don't know, I burn out. I have a bad habit of burning out. Yeah. Okay. I'm Keep just going. Being you don't I work really, don't really, stop. really hard and it sucks and I burn out. That's just what I've done my entire career. And then, um, but I realized that when I shifted this last time, actually when I left the industry I was in and, and moved to Energy WorldNet was because I'd burn out again, right? And so my eyes were really open and I didn't want to do that again. 
And then you get going and there's so much opportunity and there's so many cool things to do and projects and all this cool stuff. I mean, there's so much to do, guys. Uh, so then I, I was there again very quickly. Um, we went through a rebrand, which was probably the biggest uh, logistical project of my life. And I built really big things when I was back on the tech side. But this thing was just, there were a lot of working pieces. And, and I owned and wore a lot of that during that time. And it was the first year of the pandemic. So in other words, we the bulk of this project was done remote. Well, that was the gift of all gifts because uh, there were no distractions, right? So, I mean, I could work, like you said, Ashley, I could work 17 hours a day. Like that was cool. Um, And I could work from my phone and I could do all the things, right? And so I did. And um, so I really, again, approaching burnout very quickly. And then we had to like educate the company on this new brand and this new feeling and this new culture. And it was really about culture. And I had to basically deliver it to our ELT. And I cried as I did it. Right. And I was like, gosh, man, I'm burned out. Like I'm a little onion, you know, you can strip it all down. I'm tired. I'm beat. You know, they said, go, go give it to leadership. You know, the greater leadership did it again balled in front of them like a loser. And then uh, they said, everybody needs to hear it. We went whole company and I cried in front of them. And I look back at it and so many people came to me after that because we were all feeling it. I mean, this was like October of 2020. So it was like when you had had enough and you thought seven different times it was over and, but it really wasn't. And it was bad and everybody was scared to death. And so many people came up to me after that and was like, gosh, it feels so good to just know I'm not crazy, like that I'm not the only one feeling like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. And quickly after that, I had to tell everybody I was burned out, you know, and and everybody was like, you are. And I've been there. And, you know, that was a story. And when I realized all these things were happening, nobody was talking about, you know, Everybody was burning out. Everybody was having mental health issues. All, you know, we knew it was coming, Ashley. We knew what was, we talked about it. Yep. Last time we were together, how bad it was going to be. We're here, right? Being the example in that moment and not knowing it, I think for me was kind of that aha moment. And I didn't even know what happened. I was just, normally I would go compartmentalize that out of what I was doing. And it would have sucked the life out of what we were creating at the same time. So, that's a little moment. Wow. Awesome. What are we doing here? So, here's what people are asking, right? I bet people are saying, all right, this is cool, but y'all obviously are going to work on your cultures. You've done work on your cultures. You're doing work. You know, you're an active participant. But back at my place of business, whoever it is, random audience member, we're not that progressive, right? Or I don't have that kind of influence or whatever it might be, right? The goal of this series is to empower the folks listening to turn around and try to influence where they can, right? So coming to vulnerability and talking about that, actually, how can you motivate folks? What, what are some ideas or some thoughts you have to get people 
taking vulnerability back to their organization? Yeah, I think I think it's just kind of for whatever vulnerability feels feels really heavy, right? And it feels really touchy feely, and that alone makes people proceed with caution about it. And so I think if we just, for me, I had to have a conversation with myself. Um, we all do that, right? Um, we do about what we is do. vulnerability, and for me, it was it's curiosity and feedback. I think if you can, and if that works for you, I think if you, you can truly really define vulnerability in a, in a safer way for yourself or in an actionable way, for me, it was being curious, um, asking questions, being inquisitive, and then seeking out the feedback. Um, and for me, operationalizing those two components, I think were a great start for demonstrating vulnerability um, for me and for my team, because I love... Um, you know, our friend Brene said, you know, if you're, if you don't know how to do vulnerability, then vulnerability is doing you. Um, <laughs> and that, um, that is, that is something that I would encourage every leader to take back because it's not going to be a corporate initiative or, um, you know, a, a policy change or a new, it's not a webinar. Know, it's not, it's, that's it isn't not this podcast. It, like, no, it, it is that's not how we're going to um, get to the other side of it. It's going to be each leader taking the onus on themselves to do something different, find ways to be curious, find ways to seek out that feedback and recognize that, um, you know, people are tired of the hustle and, and they are, we want real people. Um, And so whatever way is genuine, because also I'll also add, being your authentic self, that's status quo now, right? That used to be something to strive towards. Yeah. And um, so I think you have to find a way to be authentic with who you are, but also create those spaces to be curious, to give the feedback. And, um, you know, man, that we've been having those conversations, James, about how do you, um, what does culture look like? And, um, you know, in the, and it's funny, I've been having some listening sessions across the organization and the pre-pandemic population honestly defines our culture differently than, than the, the post-pandemic um, population. And so that's the interesting piece is we defined our culture in the past of, you know, we had a lot of fun together. It was work hard, play hard. <laughs> that's how um, Exactly. Yeah, and, and, pumpkin carvings and door decorating contests yeah. and you know the potlucks like that was exactly. what that i don't want to say their legacy but pre-pandemic is a good way to, to put it folks that's what they expect so we have to we do have to cater I, i'm not saying cater in a bad way i'm lit i'm saying literally cater in lunch uh for those people right yeah. um but also the remote people have a different concept of it and have enjoyed some of the initiatives that we've put in place and how do you manage that divide and or be conscious of that and yeah. i hate to say blend it after you trashed blending so bad but in a different <laughs> sense right yeah for sure i you know one thing you said listening sessions i think that's fantastic right um if you're not doing that well, i'm gonna i'm gonna label it a different way too a little more formal as we do stay interviews um and they were so valuable because uh, i'll put it at any level you have no clue what makes somebody's life hell at whatever it is they do right i mean it could have been that one 
software license that you didn't approve that was nine dollars yeah. you know and it could have changed their life but you don't know that because you didn't ask the question like how what can i get out of your way and you make that one change and now they're here 10 minutes earlier because they want to chat with you before work you know like i'm just saying it's the simplest and smallest could be the smallest transaction out there and that you just haven't addressed yet and it's in those little moments ashley i think that are so important that where you're what are your leaders saying and doing you know down the line somewhere in those little micro moments that really shape your culture right i mean if the shadow of the leader right and it's it's i think leaders know that but you know it is easy it's easy to ever absolutely it's easy to let our language slip and you know uh uh, you know how so and so is you know like it it just happens we get complacent we get you know a little more leisurely with our language with each other and maybe have a bad day and all of a sudden you know you've said the wrong thing in the wrong moment so very interesting and i um, think the other piece james is if you're a leader of leaders um mm -hmm. i think it's also important you know grace is everything right now and understanding that big word we have spent so much time learning how to lead people through physically seeing them right walking management by walking around right those are the (laughs) principles that we built um you know that leadership was built on and you know we've got to give grace to our leaders of this is this is still incredibly new space and they're having to find we talked about those tools um leaders are having to find new use different tools and find new tools and we're still making and their tool yeah their tool belts aren't as big as yours right i mean you you may have had more years more experience more training whatever it might be we're building the the track while we run on it right i mean that's for sure in some of these moments i love it i love grace and jimmy you know what i'm about to say i'm sure but um don't forget to include yourself in that grace conversation Absolutely, uh, because right. we often leave ourselves out as as our friend Brene Brown says um don't don't uh you know be sure to give yourself the same right. amount that you give others right yes. I mean, that's hard to do and that's hard yes absolutely yeah. it's hard to so, do well look we could talk about this forever you guys could geek yeah. out all day on this couldn't you we probably will. a lot though yeah. I really love these conversations I talk do. about listening this listening session for me has been very impactful yeah, and I'll call it a listening session for me because again, my, my purpose here is I want to keep getting those tip and tricks. It doesn't matter where you are or where I am in my career. I am always still learning and understanding better ways to help myself as well as help other team members. We're so spreading the word right now, right? Uh, hopefully somebody's picking it up. Ashley, we, we end the show with a, just a thought um, and this one's no different. We'd love just to hear from you. Anything you'd like to leave people with and just in the terms of vulnerability or culture or what anything on your heart, um, now's your time. I think this is a this is a very broad um, kind of piece that I'll leave that can apply to whatever's on your heart today is is the is being intentional. And so I think it's easy yeah. to, if you're listening right now and you're, um, you're, you're focused on, you know, your own learning and development and takeaways, be intentional and, and be accountable um, to yourself. You deserve it. And the people 
um, that are around you deserve it. And so whatever that looks like, if that's take, putting a, um, a calendar reminder for yourself um, to do something different every Thursday, to, to share some gratitude with mm-hmm. someone, um, to ask for feedback. That's something that I've done that's been really powerful is literally putting it on my calendar and, and to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'd love to get some feedback um, from you because those are gifts um, whenever someone can can trust you and feel comfortable to give you that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, that's powerful. And so just be intentional with whatever it is that that okay. you're is on your heart today. Have some intent behind it and um, and have some action. Be present. I, I be intentional. Intentional. Yes. I love it. <laughs> that's a great that's word. I do. Yeah. Uh, we preach a lot. Um to be present, be intentional, yes. be deliberate, right? So I love it. I love it. Actually, it's been a treat. Uh, thanks for joining oh, us again. Uh, Thank you. I'm Ashley. sure we'll have you back. We'll just narrow it out again. Wait, uh, repeat? Are we talking a third time? I mean, we would be doing <laughs> this well. We're gonna, we might have her back for another one in the series because uh, I think we should. I don't know. I, I, I loved how being the example came up. Uh, it's been fantastic. And, well, all of them came up, I feel like, today. So, uh, uh, anyway. And let me just make sure before we end, I just want to make sure this conversation, these are the conversations we need to take back because people like me that are still navigating have learned. And mm-hmm. so, again, if we if we do this, good mm-hmm. things will happen. So I... I thank you both for that. For me personally, Dave. I'll put this. I'll put this out into the world too. I'm sure. Actually, I won't speak for you, but uh, if you have any questions, you know, culture questions, you want to bounce ideas or or have um, a soundboard on some things going on. uh, I'm always chatting with folks on email. Um, I'd love to. I'll do a webinar for you on this very thing. Um, but I, Ashley and I bounce ideas off of each other on the HR side of the world and culture side. Um, I'm sure she'd be open to it as well. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always an open book. So, um, all right. Well, yeah. Hey, thank thanks. Ashley. Have thank a great day, everybody. You. Thank you both. Appreciate oh, it. absolutely. Thank you. See y'all next time.